It's time to start your life the way it is meant to be. There's only one time when it will be too late, and you don't want to wait for that. This is Now or Never. The choice is yours. Your host is Karen Wright. Today, you're about to meet some amazing people. The stories are not always happy ones, but they define a healing process. Listen with an open mind and an open heart. Now, here is Karen Wright. Welcome, listeners, and thank you for joining on this beautiful October day. Fall is in the air where I'm living at. I'm in Utah, and it is absolutely beautiful. We got snow up in the mountains, and it was a little chilly this morning hiking the dogs. It was like 25, not 25, 20, 28, 20, 30, 30-ish outside, and I was like, eh, walking quick, walking quick, walking quick. <laughs> so it was crazy. Today's title is called Discover Your Authentic Self, and our guest today is Liz Wolf. Liz, how are you doing today? I am doing very well, and it is a lot warmer than 28 degrees where I am in New York City, so for that, I am very grateful. I am not ready for that yet. I know. I was like, oh, it's a little cold, but it's all good. And then uh, fall in Utah is always different because we can get snow, and then it warms up and melts, and we get like this heat wave, and then it snows. I mean, it's just crazy. But kind of keeps us on our toes, you know, we're on our toes all the time thinking, what's going to happen? Where are we at? How do we dress? What do we do? So it's like amazing. But I love it. So it's a good thing. <laughs> um, today's show is about expressing your real you. Do you express the real you? What keeps you from embracing it? Today, as we talk to... Liz, who is a business coach about finding out your authentic and abundant self. She'll share her journey of growing up on a sheep farm with her mom and sisters and how it defined her and impacted her success as a business owner. So, Liz, thank you for being with us today. Oh, thank you for the invitation. It's very exciting to be live on the radio. I mean, what could be better? Right? right? And we're Facebook Live. And so people are watching and listening. So it's just like it's a win-win for everybody. So it's awesome. And um, I want to begin with grounding ourselves. And listeners, I invite you to join us. I want you to get in a comfortable position, closing your eyes, and just making sure your legs are not crossed. Everything is just square in the chair or wherever you're at. I want you to take a deep breath in through your nose. And release through your mouth. Another deep breath in. And release. Now I invite you to take your hands and wrap them up around your shoulders, giving yourself a big hug. And as you do this, let's continue our breathing deep and repeating three times. I am worthy of my love. 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 Take another deep breath in and release. And now with your finger, tap three times on your chest, repeating the word accept, 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 accept. Another deep breath in and 
release. Now, as you're sitting and being at this time, I want you to lean inward. I invite you to lean in with your heart as we begin this session with Liz. I ask that your minds be open, your heart be open, that you will listen to the words, the advice, the knowledge that this beautiful guest has for us today, and she is so willing to share. Take another deep breath in and release. Okay. That's like one of my favorite parts of the show. <laughs> I've never done that at the beginning of an interview before, and that was amazing. Now I'm grounded and present, thinking of the audience, having it I've brought everyone in. It's Beautiful. Thank you so much. Well, thank you for joining, doing that with us today. Um, at the show, I always have an affirmation. I don't know if I talked to you about this. <laughs> so every show I have an affirmation. I have my deck of affirmation cards that um, I draw from. And can you see those that I draw from? Yeah, new and, affirmations. Um, okay. What I do, I just like shuffle them and they just, mm-hmm. whatever needs to be said today, or shared is popped out and I never look at them before the show. So, you know, but I invite you, Liz, if you feel comfortable and um, whenever, when I read it to you, like what came to your mind, what were your thoughts when I read? And if you would share with the listeners, I would love that. Are you good with that? Yes. I'm okay. excited. <laughs> okay. So it is. Oh, I have to, I need my glasses. <laughs> <laughs> It says, I align with delight. I align with delight. I love these cards. Yes. I align with delight. What came to your mind when we when I read that? One thing that came to my mind, a lot of the foundation of the work that I do is around principles of abundance and Um, One of my favorite quotes from Wayne Dyer is abundance is not what you acquire. It is what you tune into. Mm. And so this is a line. So what that, when I hear I align with delight, what I hear is that delight is available to me. Delight is here. Delight is here. It's not just even available to me. It's here. Mm -hmm. And as I align with it, then delight will, I will experience delight rather than working towards or acquiring. So we could take the word abundance in his quote and put in a delight. We could say, you know, delight is not something you acquire. It's something that you tune into. So that's really amazing. And I love to be delighted. Let's be delighted. What's more delightful than to be delighted. Right. I appreciate that. Listeners, I align with delight. Put that on your mirror, like I have all mine, on your closet door, on your sticky note, whatever. And for this week, I want you to put it in place where you can see it. I align with delight. And I believe that goes hand in hand with our theme for today, discover your authentic self. Because within each of us, we are all aligning and we're all delightful. Just we have to believe that, I think, sometimes. We get into our heads. 
So I would love listeners right now. I'm going to introduce Liz. I love the bios. I always just enjoy reading the bios. Sometimes I read this bio, it was like two pages long. I'm like, yeah, I'm not doing that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, I'm just going to like, in, like start talking to this guest, but Liz did a great job here. So here we go. Liz Wolf is a coach, author, and speaker who helps entrepreneurs to get unstuck so that they can launch and grow an abundant business. For over 20 years, she has empowered people with her three-part coaching system, which includes a clear vision, pur- purposeful action, hidden barriers, which equals breakthrough results. Liz got her start growing up on a sheep farm with her mother and two sisters. They built a cottage industry selling woolen items. Later, she moved to New York City, where she created a successful computer consulting business with her husband, John. Eventually, she transitioned out of the technology business and now helps business owners to develop an abundance mindset. Liz says that one of her greatest accomplishments is staying married to her husband for 25 years while running a business with him. I'm like, woo, I'm not worthy to be with you. (laughs) Listeners, I'm bound for her. (laughs) They have two wonderful children. And Liz is always eager to get in front of her crowd. In front of crowds, she plays an instrument, the ukulele. In fact, I I read that. I'm like, oh. Should I have her play for us today? <laughs> hmm. I have it handy. Is it handy? handy? Oh, yeah. <laughs> we it's might have there. to just like, I love music. Anyway, so Liz, what more can we say about you? You're amazing. And it's just, just so delight. I'm just delighted to have you here today. I want to talk a little bit. Okay. We're going to go from the bio. And in the bio, it talks about you and your mom and sisters were sheep owners, sheep business people. What did you do? Sheep farmers? Sheep farmers. Shepherds. We were shepherds. 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 I love that. I love that. So tell me a little bit about that. Um, I know during before we started the show, we talked a little bit about it. And listeners, I just, you know me, I love to dive a little bit deep and kind of get the emotion so you get the connection with the guests. And I would love Liz to tell the story. I love stories um, about this time in her life, her age, and kind of what was going on um, that was out of her control. And maybe how you, you dealt with it, maybe feelings, if you can pull those up for a moment to share, because there's so much of this going on in this world right now that I'm sure my listeners will gain something from your story. So if you could start with that. I'd Thank it. you. Yes, I, I actually love to tell this story. And my sisters and I have a joke. Um, well, first of all, I want to repeat. My last name is Wolf. And I grew up on a sheep farm. <laughs> we had... Uh, saying on the farm, wolf's the name, sheep's the game. My mother was a very clever person, uh, very intelligent, very clever, very creative. And so that's the first part of the joke. But the other funny thing that my sisters and I get a big kick out of is that all the mileage we've gotten out of the fact that we grew up on this farm, it's helped with college essays and job applications and webinars and radio interviews. So it's a really wonderful, deep and rich story, but with 
it came with a lot of pain as well. There's no doubt about that. Um, so the, the quick background is when, when I was uh, just five years old, my mother had what most would call a somewhat idyllic life. She lived in a beautiful home in Pittsburgh. My father was an engineer. She was raising three children. I was the youngest. And she just decided this was not, this wasn't it for her. She wanted, this was the year was 1969. Now you know how old I am. <laughs> year was 1969. And there was, you know, a lot going on in the world. And she said, nope, this isn't it. And so she moved, they, they together, my father and my mother bought a 148 acre farm mm. outside of Pittsburgh. And um, roughly a month later, my mother bought her first three sheep. Okay. And I still remember those sheep being unloaded from that truck into this field. And there was, you know, I don't know where she, how she, what, what her plans were. But fast forward, uh, 300 sheep. So three became 300. Wow. And three years later, I guess there's a lot of power in threes in this story. Three years yeah. later, my father said, I'm not a farmer. I'm not a sheep farmer. I never wanted to be. Uh, didn't, you know, he was not interested. So he moved back to Pittsburgh and thus ensued a somewhat unfriendly, unhospitable divorce. Mm -hmm. uh, it was a lot of yelling and screaming. My mother's Italian. So that's like the thing that you do as mm -hmm. you scream, at least in her family. And what happened was at that point, and, you know, like it was the energy crisis and there was just a lot of things that were going on and we had to figure out how to survive. So it went from like hobby farming to survival farming. Mm. And the good news was, as I've already said, my mother's very creative and intelligent. But what we started to do is we started to make items from the wool. So we would spin the wool and we would go to festivals and, you know, like at the age of eight or, well, probably at that point, more like 10 or 11, I was literally in front of crowds of people spinning wool, explaining the virtues of wool so that they would buy the yarn. And, you know, we became kind of a show. Um, and, yeah. you know, it was all to get to make sure we could pay, pay the rent, the mortgage. That is incredible. So how long did you guys own the sheep farm? Like so, sheep, yeah, so all the way. I mean, I lived there my whole until I went away to college. Uh, I believe she sold it after a little bit after I graduated. So somewhere, some almost 30 years. Wow. Yeah. Almost 30 years. She had that. That's so, incredible. Yeah. That's she, a my mother was way ahead of her time. She was doing organic farming. She was doing a CSA, like community supported agriculture. She was doing school tours. She's doing all, all kinds of wonderful things. That's amazing. And I love the role model that she set for you, you girls, you know, you've, you've moved forward and all of you sound like you've done great in business or whatever your dreams have been. And you've created that life because of that. I love that story. So yeah. with that, um, so growing up with a sheep farm with your mom and sisters, um, how did that define your impact with business moving forward? Yeah, well, I had the good news was is that we really did have a very viable business model. Mm -hmm. But my mother was a terrible businesswoman. She was not good with money. She didn't teach me how to be good with money. 
so I had all of this like entrepreneurial training, sales training. I mean, it was deep, right? I'm like 10 years old going, would you like to buy these, you know, this lamb sandwich? But I didn't get to see the value of the uh, of the abundance of creating it. So I've always said that if my mother had a coach like me, a business coach like me, mm-hmm. it would have been so different for her. Yeah. And uh, so I I learned so much from that experience, and then through that, I got to see you know many things of what to avoid in my own business. But right out of college, I had my own business and it failed. So I also I kind of, I don't want to recommend that as a learning model, but there's some value to learning from those experiences. I agree with that. Um, life's not always easy. And we have these ideas and we run with it. And then pretty soon we're running with our tails between our legs because it didn't turn out. And we, you know, the vision was just, cr- you know, crushed. But I also know that the, you know, Ford and other these entrepreneur people failed multiple, multiple times before they became successful. And I am a firm believer that we learn our most when things are harder for us, when things are not working out, because all of a sudden we're thinking, okay, we need to think outside the box. We need to leverage. We need to bring people in. What are my weaknesses? And I think it starts opening up people, if you're willing to open up and look inside going, wow, I totally screwed up on this one. So I think there's power to it, just like you said. Yeah. And one, you know, further to our theme of, of this, which is all about authenticity, I can tell you why the business didn't, didn't, you know, that I failed. And I hate actually that word failed, but I could tell you why, because it wasn't authentic for me. What I was actually doing was I was when I got out of college, I said, well, let me open a store and I could basically save the farm. I can help my mother to sell these things. Mm -hmm. And again, I didn't have support. Really. I didn't really have support and it wasn't authentic to me. It wasn't, wasn't what I wanted to do. Um, I was doing it for her, which was a very loving thing to do, but it didn't, wasn't motivating or inspiring. So a lot of times when you have resistance, that's a place to look. Is this authentic to me? Mm-hmm. That's a really good point. And I've told my kids as they've gone through college and things like that, it's like, find something you, what do you love? What do you love? Whatever that is that gives you that light inside that spark. And you're like, oh, I love this. And then be able to take that and make it work into bringing money in. I mean, to me, that's like a win-win. It's like, here we go. I'm doing what I love and I'm making money doing it. And it's not really a job. And I think sometimes we put too much emphasis on the idea and not enough on the authenticity of it. Yes, I love that. Listeners, we're getting ready to go into break. Um, Remember our affirmation, I align with delight. And we're talking about being our authentic selves. Stay tuned as we come back with Liz Wolf right after this message. your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. Everyone knows a realtor. A seasoned realtor, Karen Wright, has the experience and the knowledge of this crazy market. 
Whether you are a first-time homeowner, downsizing, or divorced, Karen understands the importance of easing the pressure for her clients. A hands-on realtor, Karen has been known to paint rooms, box up toys, bring food to her exhausted clients, and even help them find movers and cleaners to help simplify the process. She reminds her clients to take a deep breath and trust in her. For your next real estate needs, remember Karen Wright at Realty Path Summit. Visit yourbestmoveyet.net. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa. Play Finding Your Frequency Podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. The book Now or Never, Shine Baby Shine, is authored by number one international best-selling author Karen Wright. Karen's book invites readers to learn and grow through every aspect of her life. She invites all who have experienced any loss in their life to take time, read, and feel her words as she opens her soul page after page. Through each twist and turn of her journey, Karen invites her readers to heal and become the person you are truly meant to be. Find your truth, live now, and shine. Visit shinenowornever.com or look for the book on amazon.com. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Now or Never, The Choice is Yours. To connect with the program today, please call us at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send an email, the address is karen at shinenowornever.com. Let's get back to this week's show. Here again is Karen Wright. Listeners, welcome back. We have been listening and speaking with Liz Wolf. And I love this act, what she talked about. <laughs> Liz Wolf, who grew up on a sheep farm. <laughs> she brought that to my attention. I'm like, oh, I love that. <laughs> Wolf and the sheep. So you can't just, you know, you can't disguise her. She knows exactly what she's doing, how to do things. And she is that shepherd of helping people come into their business, come into the fold and helping them to be successful. And you have this wonderful coaching system that I would love you to share with our listeners. Yes. Thank you for that. Also, it took me, and again, I I want to do a shout out for anyone who's in their either in an entrepreneurial journey or just trying to figure out what what do I want to be doing in my life? You know, it takes a while to develop some of these ideas. And I, th- I think that's one of the things that ends up happening is that we feel like it should be easy and we should know it already. It's not supposed to be easy and you're not going to know it already. So it took me a while to really watch how my business, how my clients were interacting to figure out this is a system that works. And the first part of the system is to have a clear vision. And I want to make a distinction between vision and fantasy. Hmm. I love fantasy. I have a lot of fantasies. Okay. I am traveling all around the world, speaking to groups of audiences, just like this one. I'm doing a TED talk. I have a million dollar, um, you know, best-selling book and I'm traveling around going to Utah to visit Karen in my RV. Okay. 
So that's my fantasy. Uh, My vision is a little closer to home. The difference is, is there a foundation in place? So I know that I can have a vision of having a a speaking, um, excuse me, schedule. That's the word I'm looking for, of doing a lot of speaking gigs and coaching programs and entrepreneurs because I have and I'm putting the foundation in place. So vision can be, fantasies can become your vision. Mm-hmm. But sometimes it, the difference is how do you feel empowered about it? Do you feel, do you know what it is? Do you feel clear about it? So that's why I actually put that adjective in front, is a clear vision. And I have processes that I take people through to come to what that clear vision is. Once you're clear about your vision, you need a plan. You know, that's my my. Like my uh, high school friend said to her kid when he was in high school, like, have a plan. Like, you got to have a plan. So that's the purposeful action. So a clear vision plus purposeful action, we, we strategize. We want to know what it is that you, th- what is, what are the next best things that you can be doing that's going to take you closer to your vision? We get confused about that. There's just too much we could be doing any given day. I mean, any human being on planet Earth has a to-do list. So we want you to go from getting things done to doing great things. That's the shift. Okay. As you're doing that, though, you're going to bump into what I call hidden barriers. And those are the fears and the doubts and the mindsets. And is this authentic? And I don't know how to do that. And oh, I thought I wanted to do this, but now I have to actually talk to people. Ugh, I don't want to talk to people. <laughs> so yeah. we really, and um, one of the ways that my philosophy is a little different than a lot of other coaches is one of the reasons I want you in action is so that you can bump into those hidden barriers. We try to avoid them in life generally. We don't like to be uncomfortable. We don't like pain, but you can learn so much by bumping into that pain of whatever, you know, I'm calling it a generic word of pain. Mm-hmm. So once we're there, we can uncover what those hidden barriers are and we can work through them, which ends up with creating breakthrough results. So it's a, it seems like linear, but it's actually, actually circular. Okay. You're gonna, you could start at any place in that cycle. Take action. Think about your vision. Work on your hidden barriers. You could do that. Yeah. So what's like, I love the fear. I love the hidden barriers because I think that is stops so many people in their tracks. Like it's like, yeah, are there certain ones that stand out more so like after these years of coaching, you're like, oh my gosh, it's this and this that people, you know, are afraid of. They're fearful of doing something. Um, Could you share with the listeners, like, what are some of those fears? Because I, I know I have some. Yeah. Honestly, if I'm, like the normal. <laughs> well, what I would normally, especially, you know, as a coach, what I would normally say was, well, give us an example, Karen. What's a, <laughs> what's a fear or a doubt that you would, you know, that you feel like you bump up against? Do you mind me asking? Oh, you're putting it back on me? Look at you go. <laughs> I mean, I'll reinforce you. I'll right back you up. <laughs> yeah. You know what sometimes my fear is, is um, when people say, like, if I'm like promoting my radio show or this or that whatever it is. And they go, well, what's the value in it for me? And understanding that the value really is me. I'm the brand. 
right? Whether I do real estate or whatever, and I don't brand a name, I brand me. And in real estate, I can tell you what my value is. I'm a hands-on realtor. I go and I help pack, I help clean. It's not just, here's the paper, sign the contract and let's close this thing. You know, it's all negotiating, open-minded communication with the other agent that I'm working with. And we become a team. So it's a win-win for the buyer and the seller. And to me, that's so important. Picking up your phone, that's the number one thing. So as an agent, I know my value, you know, but then transferring that over to the radio show or why do people want to read my book? It's a memoir of my life, Karen. What's so special about your book, (laughs) you know, and promoting that. So to me, it's like finding the value within me. Yeah, well, one of the things that we were taught as children is don't boast, don't brag, mm-hmm. be humble. And uh, I don't buy that, actually. Um, I'll put it a slightly different way. But bottom line, if you, you know, for the listeners right now, is that's a bunch of baloney. Don't buy what they're selling. So being humble doesn't really get you anything, first of all. There might be people listening right now like, what are you talking about? It gets your friends. It gets you, you know, it gets you. People like to have you at the dinner party. You know, it's such a nice, unassuming person. That's great. Do that at dinner parties. But when you're, when you're in business or you're, you know, out with your real estate or promoting your radio show, the, it, there's, no, there's no purpose in dumbing down what you're awesome at. So that's the first thing. Okay. We don't, we don't need to dumb ourselves down. Well, Marianne Williamson, right? The quote, you know, there's no, I don't remember the exact word, but there's not, there's no, um, nothing special about dumbing yourself down. So other people feel more comfortable. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that, that's one thing. Um, But I look at it not so much as boasting as, just being with what is. I mean, I'm an amazing radio host. I'm an amazing, um, I have fabulous guests. I, I, I'm, what's the value in working with me? I help you to buy and live in your dream home. And I'm, I'll be your team. You know, I'll be your partner in doing that and getting mm-hmm. that. We become a team. They don't want to know because that you're the one who stays late to look through the most listings. They don't want to know. They don't want to care about any of this stuff. Right. If you notice, the question is, what's the value for me? But we hear it like, what value do you have? But that's not what they're saying. They're saying, what's the, let's pretend I'm that person, right? What's the value for me? People only care about themselves. <laughs> so they want to know that you're going to partner with them. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I don't know how many women versus men might be listening right now, but this is another way that women have in in again, dumbing ourselves down, making ourselves more acceptable. We don't want to shine too big. We might get a little too much attention. Uh, we might appear brash or boastful or those kinds of things. So I'm unapologetic. That's the way I approach it. I'm unapologetic. Now, the really interesting thing about this is that if, if I'm a human being and I say, what's the value for me? What I really should be asking myself is, Am I committed, this is as the customer person, am I committed to creating value out of this relationship with Karen? But people don't ask it that way. But that's, you want value? Create value. That's kind of a funny thing. 
I know I'm here. I am committed to creating value with you and for you as the coach. Mm -hmm. Now, are you ready to commit, create value for yourself? That's a hard question to ask people. So we put it on ourselves Mm -hmm. instead of the other person. Go ahead. So do you feel like that's one of the, like the main issues that you find for people with their business, trying to grow their business is coming up with, with, is it, you know, their fears or like pinpointing their fears or is it more the, the clear vision? Well, it, it's got to look at it like a puzzle, right? There's got to have the vision itself. But even when I'm doing these vision conversations, people say things like, well, I'd really like to say this, but I'll say this because it's more realistic. Or, you know, we, we, we have this way of dumbing down. Now, sometimes we have this way of like being completely in outer space. And that's why I make the distinction between fantasy and vision. Like that could mm-hmm. be your fantasy, but probably not going to happen next year, you know. Um, but one of the things that we do have fears about is that people won't get value f- from their interactions with us, that they won't get value. And what we tend to do when we're afraid of that is we give our services away for free so that we can prove that it is valuable, or we underprice ourselves Uh a lot, or we work way more like, you know, I, I actually have a bad habit of this. I'll I'll be like, well, you know, the calls are 60 minutes, but, and I know we're on to 70 minutes now, but, you know, I want to make sure that, you know, they're, they're committed. So I'm committed. So there's these ways in which we want to like um, buffer it. You know, we want to pad it so that it's like, see how valuable that was instead yeah. of just being present to we're already valuable people committed to each other, to creating value. Yeah. Uh, I think that's really important. And those are like, I'm like making notes over here. That's why you keep seeing me going, oh my gosh, I got to write this down because I'm like, yeah, that's me. That's me. (laughs) I'm always learning with this kind of stuff. Do you find that you're, um, so when you started this business, you were working first with your husband, right? Or did, did I flip it around? Well, I... I've been, well, as, as you know, from my entrepreneurial background, I never, I mean, I had jobs where I worked for people and got a salary, but they were few and far between. I was already doing computer training. That was my background as I was doing computer training and consulting. And John had a job at a, he, he had a regular old job, but it was a sales job. And I kept saying, you know, if you quit that job and come do the sales for this software, instead of doing that sales, then, you know, we have our business, but he had to warm up to it. Cause he's a good New York boy is supposed to get grow up and get a job, you know, born yeah. New York, born and raised. So it took him a while. Um, but I, sometimes I think back and I remember those conversations very clearly. And I, I almost feel like I didn't really think that through very much. I was just like, yeah, do that. Come on, you know, quit your job, come over here. You know, it's just, it was just, I, I just had so much confidence in him and what I was, this, what I was doing. Um, then we got married. Oh, <laughs> how's that go? Yeah. So now I was like married. Oh, and then we started to have kids. Well, we had two children, <clears throat> not right away, but we had two kids. So then we had an office, then we got employees. Um, and so we, we had, it was more than just now we're working together and building a business, which seems a little bit 
idyllic. We we definitely had some growing pains to, mm-hmm. to go through with that. And I bet that like there's I know there's many, many people who work with their partners, right? And how how do you leave work at work? And home at home. How do you cut it off and go, okay, we had those issues today at work. I have to leave them at the door as I walk in. Is that possible? Does that happen? Did you guys do that? Like a really good question. Well, the irony is, is that we both live and work. We got a townhouse and in uh, Hamilton Heights in New York city. And we did that on purpose because we did have an office and we're like, well, we might as well just, we we have an office downstairs. We live upstairs. It's a beautiful historic townhome. And I know that it's an interesting thing to to say that because my work is such a big part of what I do Mm -hmm. because I work for myself, because I'm, I'm, you know, I'm here at 10 o'clock at night, I'm doing stuff. I come, oh, I just need to go down and send that email. It was never really something that bothered me. I think that what actually it gave me the ability to do would, was to, when my children came home from school, it gave me freedom to be able, uh, time freedom. Time freedom is something that people want. And mm-hmm. it's a, a good reason to be an entrepreneur. Money freedom is a big reason and time freedom is as well. And it's not, it's not like I, I'm not a, the four hour work week guy. Uh, you know, there's a book, the four hour, I don't know. I don't really believe it. I'm sure Maybe he works four hours. Somebody's working more than four hours in that office. You know, somebody is working more than four hours. Right. So it's not so much like I don't want to work. I love so much what I do, but I want to be able to choose what I'm doing when I'm when I do it. And so uh, when my kids were little and sometimes would cry when we came, they came home from school, uh, I had to rearrange the office so that John was in the back because he couldn't really tolerate that. And I don't blame him. Um, you don't want a kid screaming in the background while you're on a sales call. But on the other hand, uh, it just allowed me to be available to my children. And then when I got them settled in, I, I could come and continue to do my work. So it's a blend for me. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's, I think you find the balance. You have to balance um, and to me, balance sometimes can be really hard in whether you're working with your spouse, just in general, like if you've been a stay at home mom and all of a sudden you're out in the workforce and trying to balance working, you know, being the best worker you can be, but then coming home and being able to still clean the house, cook, do the other things. And you're just dead. And it's just like the balancing act. And I feel in life, we're always readjusting our balance. And something that you just said that opened up for me, because something that I work with my clients on a lot, and I think we all need to be thinking about is what I would call prioritizing. I guess my word for that would not necessarily be balanced, but prioritizing. Mm-hmm. I always like to say, you know, <clears throat> I don't like dirty dishes in my sink, but if I have a free hour and I could be writing my novel or I could be washing the dishes... And then I get to, you know, a year later and I go, oh, I never wrote that novel because I cleaned the dishes. It's not my priority to clean the dishes. However, if my mother-in-law is coming over in an hour, I don't want dirty dishes. I'm not writing my novel. I could be. I could be writing my novel, but I'm probably washing the dishes. So we have to ask ourselves if I, everybody has time. Everybody has, time is infinite. Everybody has plenty of time. Mm -hmm. So 
how am I prioritizing what I'm doing? Am I prioritizing being with my family right now? Am I prioritizing being with house cleaning? Or am I prioritizing my work? And that's where you'll find the balance, I believe, through that prioritization. I appreciate that. Um, Great, great advice, listeners. Prioritize. Put that next to our affirmation. I align with the delight because I'm prioritizing my life. (laughs) I think that's wonderful. Liz is full of wonderful information. When we come back, listeners, we have a special treat for you. And... um, when we come back, Liz is also going to share her information so you can reach out to her. You can contact her. You can set up appointments with her about coaching, how she can help you. Um, she's a powerhouse, so I would recommend doing it. We will be right back after this break. us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. The book Now or Never, Shine Baby Shine, is authored by number one international best-selling author Karen Wright. Karen's book invites readers to learn and grow through every aspect of her life. She invites all who have experienced any loss in their life to take time, read, and feel her words as she opens her soul page after page. Through each twist and turn of her journey, Karen invites her readers to heal and become the person you are truly meant to be. Find your truth. Live now and shine. Visit shinenowornever.com or look for the book on amazon.com. Where can you listen to some of the world's top life coaches ready to dish out success tips and entrepreneurial guidance? The Voice America Empowerment Channel will do just that. Whether it's personal growth, building a better business, or inspirational life stories, make it a daily habit to tune into our programs. From weight loss and personal branding to law of attraction and increased happiness, you'll find it every day at VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. Everyone knows a realtor. A seasoned realtor, Karen Wright, has the experience and the knowledge of this crazy market. Whether you are a first-time homeowner, downsizing, or divorced, Karen understands the importance of easing the pressure for her clients. A hands-on realtor, Karen has been known to paint rooms, box up toys, bring food to her exhausted clients, and even help them find movers and cleaners to help simplify the process. She reminds her clients to take a deep breath and trust in her. For your next real estate needs, remember Karen Wright at Realty Path Summit. Visit yourbestmoveyet.net. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. You are listening to Now or Never, The Choice is Yours. To connect with the program today, please call us at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send an email, the address is karen at shinenowornever.com. Let's get back to this week's show. Here again is Karen Wright. Listeners, welcome back. We have had some great information from Liz talking about her coaching system. It's all about clear vision, purposeful action, hidden barriers, and then breakthrough results and taking action. And we, before break, we're talking about, um, she talked a lot about how we as individuals dummy down. And I'm like, yeah, that's me. (laughs) 
and finding the value in you. And you give your services away or you're like, oh, here, give this, do that. And you're not reaching your full potential. And we talked about the value and prioritizing and the balance. And she, I call it balance. She calls it prioritizing, which makes good sense. If you prioritize, then you're going to find that balance in your life. What's really important, what can wait, depending on what you want in your life. And prioritizing to me is something um, I know in my mindset, I have, I'm like the squirrel. I've got so much always going, going, going. And so it's like, prioritize, Karen, what's next, what's next. And I think that's very important, whether it's in your personal life or in business, whatever aspect of life you're thinking about at that moment is prioritizing. Um, so a lot of wealth, a lot of information. And Liz has a special treat for us. So she's very talented. And as I told her in break, this is the first time I've ever done this. And so I'm so excited with you, Liz. Liz plays an instrument and she's going to tell us about the instrument and a little bit of history about it. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. Here we go. Okay. So this is my ukulele. It's actually ukulele number five. Uh, Once you buy one ukulele, you tend to buy more. So uh, my my quick story about the ukulele is I I sing I love to sing I am been singing since I was a kid and I never I always wanted to play the guitar and I always wanted to play the guitar because the guitar person is the one everybody's gathered around mm-hmm. in those you know it's always the person people want to hang out with right and so there was a little bit of that but there was also the part where I wanted I couldn't accompany myself I couldn't. I could only have to wait around for other people to accompany me. So I, but I never learned the guitar because, you know, if you've ever tried to learn any kind of instrument, it kind of can hurt your fingers. Mm-hmm. I was in a music festival and I was watching a, a banjo player and the banjo player was playing the banjo very, in a strange way, he was playing with his hand over the neck of the instrument rather than around. And I realized by looking at the jumbotron that, he was doing that because he didn't have any fingers. Mm. And I had one of those epiphany moments. And I said, Liz, you have fingers. And around that same time, a friend of mine was learning how to play the ukulele. He said, no, you got to learn how to play the ukulele. So the two events happened separately, but he lent me a ukulele and then told me which one to buy. And then I learned, I figured out a, the pain doesn't stay very long. Uh-huh. Build up calluses. So, you know, it's a metaphor for us as in, in life. You know, the pain is not always going to stay and you build up calluses around it. And I don't mean to guard yourself. I just mean that uh, you you learn about the pain. And so then it becomes just and then sometimes you don't even mind. Like, I don't even mind it. I know now that pain represents I just spent a really fun afternoon playing with my friends. Right. Um, so that's the one thing. And the second thing is it's really not that hard, <laughs> honestly. Like, the, yes. Are, and there's different levels. Like, I don't have to be amazing to have a really have, have delightful time, you know, to, to right. align with delight. I can really relax and enjoy myself. And it doesn't I don't need to make it hard. So I've learned quite a few songs. Um, and of course, if people hear the ukulele, they think Hawaii because the ukulele came from Hawaii. I don't actually know that many Hawaiian songs. I mostly play bluegrass, believe it or not. But um, I will play this little uh, little grass shack um, okay. song for you. 
Okay. okay. Here we go, listeners. Uh, Mel, and you'll learn a little Hawaii, Hawaiian too. Can you hear that okay? saying that was like the first time for that song where I was like oh that's what she's saying that's what the words are thank you for sharing I love that yeah and you're welcome and you know the other fun thing about that is is that I will sometimes bring my ukulele to uh I'll, I'll play my ukulele and excuse me let me I had two thoughts at one time I will bring it to events like my workshops and I'll play it. I will do YouTube videos. If you go on my website and you'll see that there's YouTube videos. And so I'll incorporate that. And the reason that I'm sharing that with you is I think sometimes we want to compartmentalize and it seems like what, what would a ukulele have to do with business coaching? Mm -hmm. But it, if it's part of who I am, it, at every single meeting, uh, networking event that I go to, I always tell people I play the ukulele. And guess what? That is what they remember. So they'll say, oh, that's right. You're the one that plays it. Yeah, I don't play it in that moment. Uh, yeah. But I'll say, and I'm always looking for other ukulele players. Just giving it some authenticity, something mm -hmm. that's a part of me to share with people. And people love it. And that's relationship is at the core of it all. And that's how they know that they want to work with you. Yeah. And I, I'm glad you pointed that out because to me, like any type of entrepreneurship, you have to enjoy it. But also to me is creating, we create, you know, we're hands like people, we want to feel, we want to paint, we want to be like creative and doing our things, whether it's writing or playing an instrument or, or whatever. And that's part of our senses. And that's part of the mind. So being able to create, you have to create your, your vision. You have to create what you want. And creativity to me goes hand in hand with successful in business and bringing the business together because you're creating this beautiful masterpiece 
that is bringing you abundance and bringing you success and you're giving out to others and they're giving back to you. Yeah. And so to me, it's just, it's wonderful. So I appreciate you so much sharing that with everybody. Thank you. And I want you before we've got a couple of minutes before closing, but would you share with our listeners how they can get a hold of you and sign up and follow you and just be a part of you? Yeah. Well, certainly, first of all, love, to have everybody um, come around. Um, You can find me online at lizwolfcoaching.com. So just as a reminder, it's wolf with an E, even though, you know, wolf's the name, sheep's the game. Uh, So lizwolfcoaching.com. And right on the front page, I have an invitation to sign up for a 45-minute free business strategy session with me. And I invite anyone who would like to do that to go ahead and sign up for that. There's plenty of time on my calendar. There's plenty of time there for us to get to know each other. And I definitely would invite you to do that. There are other resources on my website as well. There's a free download about selling. There's videos you can watch. There's lots of resources there. So, and of course, on any uh, social media, Liz Wolf Coach, you can basically find me if you do Liz Wolf Coach. So go right there on my website and you can find me. Yes. So go to Liz Wolf Coach and go sign up. Go do the one-on-one with her. Talk with her. See if this is a good fit for you. Um, that's why I love bringing my guests on because we have so many opportunities out there that we don't know of. And when we're living in our box and I'm out of the box now, we are moving forward and we are bringing light and love to everybody. And this is what the show is all about is helping people see and living in the now and being here for each other. And I would love it, Liz, if you could give a word of advice to our listeners, what would it be today? Wow. I know. Okay. Here's what I would say out of this conversation. We were just talking about creativity. And one of the things that I've noticed that people do is they want to narrow down their options. They are like, I have to pick. You know, my poor daughter, she's 17. She's she's trying to pick colleges. And she came to me this morning. She's, you know, she's a little bit like this is starting to be stressful. And she says, everybody knows what college they want to go to, but I don't. And I'm like, well, first of all, they're 17. They don't really know any better than you. But okay, maybe they think they know. But I said, there are so many options out there. And what we tend to want to do is immediately try to hone in on the one thing. And like, if I had been so focused on guitar, I probably still wouldn't be playing an instrument. And Mm -hmm. now I play the ukulele and I own five. So look about, look to expand and allow a, a bigger pool of ideas. Try to brainstorm before you narrow down. And that will, then you'll, you'll see the path begin to open because you'll be able to say, oh, here, then here, then here. Those naturally mm-hmm. make sense. Yeah. So look to expand. I appreciate that. Listeners, look to expand, brainstorm. Don't get caught up. We just talked about the box. Don't get caught up in the box. Look and see what else is out there. And to me, that's really, really important. I align with delight. That's our our affirmation for today. I align with delight and discovering your authentic self. And really, sometimes you have to open up yourself. You have to brainstorm. What is my authentic self? Just like Liz just mentioned. And you can use that in every aspect of your life. And so remember, remember, listeners, to breathe. 
Remember that the breath is a gift of life. Choose now and live. This world is not for sissies. We are here to experience our own journey as we each walk our personal paths. Have an amazing day and thank you for choosing to be here now. Until next week, sending you all love and light. Thank you for sharing your time with us. Now or never, The Choice is Yours can be heard live every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We hope you'll join us again soon.